Okay. You know, they say from the Bradichver that, like, on, on occasion, very often he would, like, after davening or different days, just, like, give a clap in the bima. You didn't? Remember, there's Rabbanu Shlomo. So that's what we're that's what we're doing pretty much. It's a funny thing because like that's what davening is, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes you need a reminder, even right after davening. So that's what this limit is: remembering that there's a rabbanish level. So even if there's repetition or whatever, the, the point is just trying to driv- drive home this point right now. So we're up to um, we're in the middle of of, of piece Yud Zion, which is you know between page Tez Zion and Yud Zion. So. Um, Again, just a chazer a little bit. So he was he was taking he was giving us an example of a mitzvah where it's possible for a person to fulfill the mitzvah 100, percent but you sort of get lost in um, in the chitzonis. You get you get lost in the details of the mitzvah and, and, and the nesham of the mitzvah. What the mitzvah is supposed to bring a person to is not necessarily on the person's radar. The person doesn't feel it. In other words, what he explained was is that the point of all mitzvahs is to bring to the tachlis of a person's life. In other words, we establish what the tachlis of a person's life is, which is closeness to Hashem. By the way, he hasn't explained what that is exactly. That's going to be the next part. Like, what exactly does it mean to be close to Hashem? What does that mean? Okay. But that's the tachlis. And the Rabbani Shalom gave us a system in which to fulfill that tachlis, which is mitzvahs. But this is the, but here's the, um, the irony of it. As we all know, a person can be living through Torah mitzvahs and not fully being and not not being conscious and not being cognizant and not being connected to the point of mitzvahs in terms of where it's supposed to bring you, and in that way, that's what he was explaining. That in that way, we're from the panemistika perspective in terms of what a mitzvah is supposed to do for you. There's a certain equilibrium. There's a certain sadashava that every mitzvah shares in common. This, by the way, what's interesting is is that you know, al um, pi when there, there's certain kavanas that kabbalim have when you do mitzvahs. And what's interesting is, is that whether you're shaking with an esrig, or whether uh, you're making a shahakal in a cup of water, putting on tefillin, sitzes, in a certain sense, every single mitzvah, in every single situation in life, has the same basic system of kavanas. Although that when you shake with an esrig, you're creating, you're deepening or creating this connection to the Rabbani Shlomo in a certain aspect, in a certain place in your neshama, let's call it. And when you make a bracha on a cup of water, you're, you're also making a connection to Rabbanu Shalom in a different place in your neshama. But it's all the same at the end of the day. At the end of the day, you're making that connection. And it's no different than if you want to uh, connect one piece of wood to another. You could be connecting many pieces of wood to many other pieces of wood, but the mechanics of how to connect a piece of wood to another piece of wood is going to be the same. So the mechanics of every mitzvah, in terms of the kavanas that the Mekabalim are being conscious of, are literally all the same. It's how to connect you to that which is Ein Saif. That's, that's what the Kavonis are. The fact that, um, that that's what's happening behind the scenes of Tefillin, and that's what's happening behind the scenes of Tzitzis, and Mezuzah, and V'chulu V'chulu, these are just different parts of me being connected to the Rabbani Shalom and, and connecting myself to the Rabbani Shalom. But ultimately, the, the point is that connection. Mm-hmm. And again, that's what he's talking about, that a person can get lost in the body of the mitzvah and not be conscious of the soul. So the example he was giving was, was Tzitzis, was um, putting on Tefillin in the morning. So again, let's see on page Yud Zion. <clears throat> so again, well, I guess we'll, 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 we'll start from the top line. So he says, Imkain, if the point of mitzvah is, again, to bring a person to connection to Hashem, 
So a guy puts on talus every single day, shvua shvua, week after week, many years. So why is he not feeling and sensing that closeness to Hashem? Which should be produced in the, in the guy, from the fact that he's keeping the mitzvah of talus so much, you know? When the Zara said that mitzvahs are eitzes, are, are ways in which to become close to Hashem, those are words of truth, and that's the reality. So that should, so it should be, a person that's, that has kavana every single day, to fulfill the mitzvah when you're putting on talas, that means slowly but surely, every single day, we should feel closer to Hashem. So Madu Anu Royim Shaloi Rabim Zahu Adeti Fasim Batalis Yoimiram the Kirasashim Khashis. So why is it that we see that many people are not Zaikha to this, that by wearing a talis every day they get closer, they feel closer to Hashem? Bahakhrach so it must be Shakiya Matifasatalas Yeshlitsura Pinimis Amitis. So it must be that these people are only being conscious of the body of the mitzvah. But in terms of the of the, the inner the inner dimension of what the mitzvah is the person is not is not putting on talus. Like he's putting on talus in terms of the physicality of it, but in terms of what the the talus is supposed to be doing on the inside, it's doing all the way on the inside. But in terms of being conscious of that, the person is not being conscious of it. And so there's this disconnect between what's really going on all the way on the in and what a person is experiencing on the outside. You, f- you whatever you're, if you're conscious of, of if you know when you put on the physical talus, you feel it because you're, you're you're aware of it. But if you're uh, not conscious of the inner talus that you're putting on, then that, you're not going to feel that either. So he says, <clears throat> Since we see that wearing a talus every day, it does not bring a person to in the Rabbani in terms of actually experiencing it, feeling it. Again, it's happening deep down, but in terms of feeling it, so it must be. And now we have to investigate. What's missing in the, the, the this this image, this uh, situation of putting on a talis? What what's missing in this act by this guy that the tachlis of the mitzvah, which is a sense of being close to Hashem, it's not being produced when we do mitzvahs, even by very good and, and, and you know religious people. So Novenis Advarim, so Yurchas, he says, so now we have to understand. We, we just took an example of putting on a talus just to indicate what could be missing by a person who's keeping the mitzvah properly 100%, but the tachlis and the pinimis, the soul of the mitzvah, is completely missing in this guy's mind. So that's the example that was given with a talus. Ulam Zuhi it's only an example. A person learns. We keep many mitzvahs. So what's holding us back from really experiencing the the, uh, the, the to, to really feel the mitzvah on the inside? Could be very could be very uh, that we have the the externalities of tar mitzvahs. the inner working of the mitzvah which is of where the mitzvah is supposed to take you. is missing by many people, unfortunately. And therefore, that's what we have to investigate. In other words, after we cl- clarify what the tachlis is, and we clarify that the way to get to that tachlis is through tar mitzvahs, now the question is, okay, so we are keeping tar mitzvahs. So clearly, there's something missing 
in our perspective, in our way of going about keeping Torah mitzvahs in such a way that produces that tachlis. So in other words, that, that, that's the point right now, is that we're not going to have to change our schedule. You know what I mean? The schedule is a schedule. Shachas from learning as much as you can, being honest in business, taking care of the family, eating, drinking, going to sleep. That, that, the schedule uh, doesn't have to change much. Okay, you know, you take out a few things, you add a few things. You don't have to change much because the, 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 because the things that we were raised with and the, the schedule that we have is the proper schedule to bring a person to their tachlis. Torah mitzvah is living a life of Shulchan Aruch. That's it. That's it. That, that, that's what it is. So why is it not working? The answer is because you're, you're doing everything, but you have to do it with your neshama. You have to do it with the pneumistic away and really connecting to it. And that's going to be the purpose over here. Mm-hmm. So this is what makes this different than a, reg- than a regular Musa Sefer. The average Musa Sefer is about trying to get you to change your schedule. This is not about changing your schedule. He's assuming that you're doing, you're doing it as best, as best as you can in your schedule. Now we're trying to, to get you to become invested spiritually in your schedule that you're doing anyway. And that's, that's the point. So that's step one. What is my tachlis? Step two, how do I get to my tachlis? And we know the answer to both those questions. My tachlis is connection to Hashem. To clarify exactly what that means, but connection to Hashem. We know the way to get there is through Torah mitzvahs. So why is it not happening? Okay, because I'm putting on my physical talus, but I'm not connecting to what a talus means. I'm not putting on the ruchni sticker talus and the sham of talus. That's what's missing. <clears throat> so this is what we have to clarify to ourselves. What does learning Torah look like? What does mitzvahs look like? In such a way that it should produce a, a, a visceral sense of closeness to Hashem. That's what we want to do. That's what the title of the Sefer is, to, to create a, 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 a dwelling place for Hashem in my heart. This is our job. That the message should bring us to a situation. That the Rosh should be with you in your heart. That Hashem should dwell in your heart. You should feel this and sense this. That's the Tachlis. <coughs> So now, getting into the next section of the Sefer, what we now have to clarify is more specific. Remember he said in the beginning, like, the question is like, what's the title, like, what are you here for? And that question has to become distilled, it has to become more clarified. So now, that, this is the process that we're clarifying, what, like, what's the Tachas Bechlal? What, what are the strategies to get there? Okay, now that we know that, so how do we use those strategies properly. How do we continue? Continue, it's not changing. To continue to learn. To continue to do mitzvahs. And to intensify, to do more mitzvahs, and to learn more. But along with adding to the, to the, quant, to the, qual, to the quantity of our mitzvahs, with that, the mitzvahs should also be completely changed in such a way that they should be redefined as vehicles to bring me closer to Hashem. That's, that's going to be the question. Kloimer, the next page, on page and Now we have to investigate what is the path with which a person can can come close to Hashem. The and the things that you're doing anyway that you have been doing until this point, they should they should receive a deeper dimension to them. and bring you closer to their banishalm in a real way. This is all contained in that first beginning of Mesil Sisharm. Sheesh bechinas mishmosh upishbosh that there's there's ways of investigating one's actions and so on. Sheesh ma'isim shetzarach lachta ma'asiyasam 
again, there are certain things when you, when you do a cheshven or nefesh. That's what he's telling us. When you do a cheshven nefesh, so our initial way of thinking about that is that there are certain things. The question is, what activities should I cut out of my schedule? And what activities should I keep in my schedule and intensify? Ulam, but the point over here is, but sur pnimis vamitas yaiser. The point is not just to, to do that, you know, to, 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 to better your schedule, but to deepen your attachment to what you're already doing. This is, this is the difference that very often when people think, when they associate, you know, like, like when they think about becoming frumer or becoming, uh, you know, to become more, more connected to Avodah Hashem, people often think of it in terms of like adding, adding chumras or taking on more things. Sometimes that's good. But very often that's weiter, just, just, it, it's, it's just adding fuel to that, that mistaken fire of thinking that my connection to Rabbani Shloylam and my tachlis is based on how much can I accumulate, how many misses can I accumulate. And very often it's not like that. Like he said in the beginning, a person could be a hoarder. They're just like hopping more mitzvahs for what? So, you know, an argument can be made. Maybe it's better to do, to do one mitzvah in a real way and with your heart than doing many mitzvahs, uh, you know, just, which is really what the Gemara says. So, of course, a person has to try to, be, to chop as many mitzvahs as possible. But when you're doing it anyway, do it with all your heart. Do it with a, with a certain intensity, a certain, certain pinimistic way. And that's what he's talking about over here. So let's just finish off on, on Chaf, and then Bez Hashem tomorrow we'll pick up on sort of the next Shlav, which is define, you know, actual exercises, what to do to uh, learn how to do mitzvahs in such a way. Nesakim Imkein says, again, I, I, if, it's, if it's repetitive, I apologize. It's just uh, the nature of the Sefer. And definitely in the beginning, we're going we're gonna to try to skip along the way to, to get more of a, you know, Practicality out of it. So let's chazer quickly all the things that we've established until this point. Again, reishis hamadnu. The beginning of, of, of what we established is shetachlas adam baylamai that the tachlas of a person in life is lias david bevaris baruch to be attached to Hashem. Mahi dvekus adam bevaris baruch What does that mean exactly? So. We'll talk about this later, but lahargish is a brace brachim believe. Lochish bracha means to live with a sense of Hashem's presence in your life. That that that's again dvekus is is deeper than dvekus is a reality. But in terms of what it feels like, is this sense of not being alone, of this sense of having the rabbanu shalom with you. Next question: How long? How many times in the day should a person feel this? Every single moment of life. That's what it means to be alive, is to, is to have that sense. It's a tall order, but that's what it, that's what it means. A person has to feel. That just as a person can't separate from oxygen and breathing, obviously that, uh, that's a death sentence. So a person has to also feel. His entire life is connection to Hashem. And again, and, 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 and to feel that, that presence and to sort of feel that, that I'm not alone. And, and without that, a person is literally uh, in a bechin of death. Like there's a, there's a mashal svarim give to a guy like this level of knowledge, of real awareness. If a guy is, let's say, you know, uh, you know for whatever reason, let's say there's like a rushing torrent, like a river underneath, you know? And he's, and he's holding on to a branch. So you ask him, like, 
do you know that you're holding on to the branch? Yes. His knowledge that he's holding on to that branch is mamish, a really deep knowledge. Because if he, hold, if he lets go from that branch, game over. So it's not just like, yeah, he's aware, okay, hold it. That's, he deeply connected to that awareness of him holding on to that branch. So Chazal say, That's what a person has to look at Yiddishkeit. If I don't, if I don't have that, if, I, if, if I'm not connected to Yiddishkeit, if I'm not connected to Rabbanu Shalom, then I'm mamish dead. And if, if, to, to think of in that way, then that level of knowledge of this is what I'm holding on to, that's a real, real intense knowledge. That's a real zach to hold on to that with every fiber and you could feel every little piece of the branch on your fingertips like, that's a, that's a real intensity. This is why, you know, like, you see this in Chazal, or in, or in the Rishonim, the, the Chachamim, they were so intense. You know, the Machlekes in between Rishonim and the Machlekes in between Chazal, like, like, they were yelling and screaming, they were like, oh, you're like, calm down. You? Like, why can't you just, like, you know, let people live? Because they're holding on to that branch, you know what I'm saying? And if, if I let go of that branch, then everything is over, you know? And that's how they saw, that's how they saw Yishlamidas, you know, that's how they saw Shlaimech uh, and Betalis. Like every, every detail of Allah is Ni'ilan Yom Kippur, you know? So we get to that place sometimes, like once you're Ni'ilan Yom Kippur, like this is Mamish, the essence of life. That's how the Tzaddikim live every single second about every single detail of Yiddishkeit, because they're connected to that Neshama, you know? So maybe that's the tall order for us to live like that all day, but every once in a while to try to connect ourselves to that truth. Okay? As Hashem, uh, we'll stop with this and we'll continue tomorrow to get to, to answer the next question, which is what exactly does Kiras Hashem really look like?